0: Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack, And in this episode, we're going to talk about how to land a dream job without getting lucky. The vast majority of job seekers out there spend way too much time job searching in a way that emphasizes luck and things that are out of their control. And what that means is that you are essentially hitchhiking through your job search. You show up on the job boards every day. You see what new jobs have been posted. Maybe you tweak your resume a little bit, or if you're just totally exhausted by this process, maybe you don't. You apply for it anyways, and you essentially cross your fingers and hope to hear back. Now, the big problem with this strategy, if you could even call it a strategy, is that we relinquish all of our control to these companies. We hope that a company decides to take a chance on us rather than creating an opportunity at a company that we really want to work for. So that's why we liken it to hitchhiking. That specific analogy was, was actually shared with me by my good friend, Madeline Mann. And I love it because it's true. We're essentially standing on the job search highway with our thumb out. And we hope that a company you know stops and takes pity on us and brings us into their vehicle and moves us forward. And that is not a good way to go about traveling or to go about your job search. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about how to land that dream job and how to do it without relying on luck, without hoping that somebody is going to just come and scoop us into this dream job. Instead, we're going to focus on a system that allows us to take control over this process and create the opportunities that we're looking for. So the first step in this process is to actually get clarity on where you're looking to go. This is the first and probably biggest mistake that I see a lot of job seekers make. And we see this time and again with folks who come into our discovery calls for our coaching program and who reach out with questions. They're typically considering multiple paths. They tell me that they are considering this role over here or this role over here, which is different than the first one, and then this third path over here. And if you're considering multiple paths, the problem with that is you only have 100% of your time and energy. So now at most, you're splitting your time between these multiple paths and each one can only get you know, 33% or 50% or whatever it is of your mental energy, bandwidth, and attention. And the problem with that is on your side, you have to come up with a new resume, a new story, new narratives, new examples, et cetera, for each and every path that you're focusing on. Whereas your competition, most of those people are many of those those people, the ones who are actually going to get in the door and win the jobs, are 100% focused on this avenue. So it's going to be really tough for you to beat out somebody who's 100% focused on an avenue when you're only 50% focused on it. And if you have more than one path, 50% is the maximum, right? So you need to start by getting really, really clear on a specific area, job title company industry that you want to target, so that you can focus 100% of your time and energy in that direction. And if you don't know what that is, it's well worth taking the time to figure that out. Now, even if it feels like you're delaying your job search, even if it feels like you're delaying getting started, it's going to be worth it in the long run. Once you have that clarity, the next step is to make a list of 10 to 15 target companies. Now your goal here is to get really clear on what you're looking for in a target company. I want you to think about the target salary that you're looking for. I want you to think about what makes for a great manager and what makes for a bad manager and get really specific. I want you to think about the products and the team members and the culture and all these other things that you get with a new job. I want you to think about what makes for great versions of those and what makes for bad versions of those. You should write this all out. And then for each one, you should have three examples of a good version and three examples of a bad version that are specific. And what this is going to allow you to do is go research a company and see if it actually matches up with the criteria that you have for a company that you are excited about. Now there's no real shortcut to sourcing these companies. You really just need to get out there and find them. And you can do that by scrolling job boards. You can go look at top lists, you know, best places to work, fastest growing companies in X industry, Fortune 500 lists, Crunchbase unicorns. All those types of lists will have a bunch of these companies on them. You just need to go source all these companies and do this research. It is time intensive, but it's 100% worth it because what the output is gonna be is 15 companies that you feel really, really strongly about. You really wanna work there. That's gonna make it far easier to make a deeper investment in those companies. But in addition to that, you are going to be able to go super deep with your research and with your alignment, which is gonna make you more likely to get the job. So essentially what we're doing here is we're going one mile wide and 10 miles deep instead of the opposite with online apps where we go 10 miles wide and one mile deep, just kind of spitting out the same generic resume to each of those companies. Now, once you have your 15 target companies, you're gonna go find contacts at each of those target companies. I typically recommend about 10 to 15 contacts at each. The math that we've seen the averages at each step in the process show that if we find 10 to 15 contacts at around 15 target companies, that puts the statistical odds heavily in our favor for going through the whole funnel, baking in attrition and rejection and mistakes and all that stuff, and eventually landing with a job offer. Now, the specific people that you want to target are not the obvious ones. You don't want to target recruiters and you don't just want to target, you know, the random folks that you already have in your network. Instead, you want to sit down and think about who can have the most influence over your ability to get hired for this role. And that is who you want to target. So this is going to be potential hiring managers. This is going to be potential teammates, colleagues, peers. Outside of that, you want to find people who are in supporting roles. So maybe they work on other teams that deeply interact with the team that you're targeting. And then outside of that, it's just somebody who could refer you into the company who could give you information, but the more targeted you get, the more effective this is going to be because what we're going to do is build relationships with these people and those relationships are going to convert into referrals. But if we get referrals from somebody who is on the hiring team, who is the hiring manager, you have such an incredible advantage over everybody else. And the beautiful part of starting from scratch here is that you get to pick and choose who you build relationships with. So you can actually target these specific people. At this point, you should have your list of 15 companies and you should have your list of 10 to 15 contacts in each of them. The next step here is to start building relationships with these contacts. And the best way to go about this is by creating an engagement plan for each of these contacts. So what I recommend that you do is start by going through each contact on your list and researching them. So review their LinkedIn profile, run a Google search for their name, see what comes up and click through to other social platforms, click through to articles about this person, click through to personal websites and blogs and anything else that they have. Some people will have a lot of information. Some will not have very much information. And both of those things are okay. What we wanna do is come up with three or four different ways that we could reach out to this person and make the outreach about them so that we can create that engagement plan and give ourselves multiple options here. The reason why I push you to come up with three to four different ways to reach out is because that essentially takes care of both the X and Y axis. And what I mean by that is the first step is getting a response, right? So if I reach out to you with my first strategy and I get a response, awesome. Now I still have the remaining three strategies to leverage with you to further our relationship, to deepen it, to turn you into an advocate. But if you don't reply to my first attempt, I still have three more options to choose from. So I can try the second. And then if you don't reply, I can try the third. And if you don't reply, I can try the fourth. So I'm giving myself multiple ways to get in touch with you. And that increases my chance of getting a response. But then once I do get the response, I still have some ideas that I can use to further the relationship. So this is a really, really powerful strategy. And what you'll find is that for certain people, they're really, really obvious angles, you know, maybe somebody is creating content daily, and so you can engage with them there. But for other people, they may not have very obvious options. And that's okay, it could seem frustrating, it it could seem demoralizing at first. But really, all you need to do is come up with a few templated strategies that you can leverage, right? So if somebody has no information about them online, you could a send them an email, you know, mentioning something in their background. We can see that on LinkedIn, right? So we can see a transition they made uh, or their career path. And you could call that out. B you could ask them for advice, right? Hey, I'm looking to level up in this specific field, I came across your LinkedIn profile and was really impressed by your experience, would you recommend that I do A or B? And if they respond and tell you to do one of those things, you can go do it, and then report back to them and ask for more advice. And now you've sparked up the conversation, right? So just two examples there of many, but if you have those bucketed out, if you have those strategies ready to go, you can use them for the entire chunk of people who don't have much information available to them. And then for the people who do have a lot of information available online, you can come up with a more tailored and a more personalized strategy now after this basically all you're going to do is work through a certain number of contacts every day i recommend that you start slow maybe with one or two just so you start to get in a rhythm you start to feel things out you start to optimize your system and then you want to ramp this up to about five touch points with five people every single day and what you're going to find is that the vast majority of folks probably still won't get back to you, but there will be a really, really sizable chunk that do. And of those people, you can start building the relationship with them. And through that relationship building, you can learn about the company, right? You can go deeper on their goals, their challenges, the initiatives they have, their vision for the next six to twelve months. You can also do that with the person that you're speaking to, right? You can use that to build a relationship, and both of these things are going to further you towards that referral. But then beyond the referral, once you get Once you have that interview, you have a ton of information from these people that you've talked to who have all given you little bits and pieces of the puzzle so that when you start to prepare for those interviews, you can tailor your answers to the specific challenges, goals, initiatives, and vision that you have learned about from the conversations that you have. So that's really our goal here is to chat with these people to learn as much as we can about them and the company, convert those relationships into referrals. And then once we're in the door for interviews, we want to prepare in a way where we create highly aligned answers to what the company cares about. The reason most people don't end up winning out in the interview process is because they focus too much of their answers on themselves and they don't talk about what the company cares about, which is the challenges the company's facing, the opportunity at stake for this role, the initiatives they're rolling out. That's what the company really cares about. So if you just sit back and say, well, here's everything I've done in my past, and then you cross your fingers and hope that the hiring manager or the interviewer can connect the dots, you're gonna miss out on a lot of job offers. Whereas if you show up and say, hey, I've done my research. I've talked to X, Y, and Z people. I know this is the biggest challenge for this role. Let me share an example with you from my past for how I've helped other companies overcome this. That is gonna help you seal the deal. And then last but certainly not least, I would recommend creating a value validation project. This is essentially a five to seven slide deck where you focus on one of the challenges and you show the company, hey, I've done my research on you. I know that this is a challenge. I know this is a goal. I know this is an initiative. And here are some ideas that I have. Here are three different ways we could solve this challenge. Here are three different ways that you could capitalize on this initiative and create more momentum. Here are three different ways to help you achieve this goal. And the beautiful part about a VVP is that you own it. You control the language, you control the message, you control the value, and you control the delivery. And the beautiful part about it is you can actually use your relationships that you've been uh, creating via this networking to validate these ideas. So you can talk to these people, you can bounce the ideas off of them. Once you get a sense that multiple people are interested in an idea that you have, you can turn it into a value validation project and bring that with you to the interview. So through this process, what we've essentially done is started by selecting a very narrow set of companies that we are very, very interested in working for. They align with the things that we are looking for in a dream company. Then we've gone and built relationships with people who can heavily influence the hiring decision for the role that we are targeting. We've shown them exactly what we can do. We've given them value. We've given them ideas. We've really become a true partner to them. And then we've shown up in the interview process and we've shown everybody else on the team exactly what we bring to the table through our amazing interview answers and our value validation project. And what that is gonna do is that is gonna align you as the person who has the most amount of knowledge, who can drive the most ROI for this role. And that is who the company is looking to hire. So while you're doing that and everybody else is just relying on their resume and their cover letter and some interview answers, you are separating yourself from the pack. You are really standing alone at that pole position. And that is gonna help you not only win more job offers, but win more job offers at companies that you have specifically chosen. So if you want to land a dream job without getting lucky, that is the recipe right there. Obviously, there's a bunch of nuance in it. And that's exactly what we talk about on all of the episodes on this podcast. We go a lot deeper into the nuance strategies. But if you take that overarching framework and you apply it for yourself, I promise you, you are going to be far more effective in your job search and you are going to be far happier with the company that you eventually land an offer at, which means you can stay there, you can grow there and you don't have to do this whole job search process again. That's it for today. Thank you as always for listening and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.